but a singular sense of impending calamity that should indeed have served me as a warning drove me onward. H.G. Wells You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Welcome to February as well. Yay! We are moving on to our next series. We're going to be talking about the middle of the book, the hardest part to write, and different ways to help you write the middle. Mostly we're talking writing prompts for the middle of your book, so things that you can think about and throw in to help you proceed past whatever blocks you may have after you get past the fun, exciting, interesting first act. And get you through the second act into the third act. The second act is one of the most important parts, and it can feel thin if you don't have enough plot. A lot of the advice you'll see out there as far as getting past writer's block is to just write something. We've said it before, go ahead, let it be awful, just continue writing. So even if you don't end up using any of these prompts we give you throughout the month in the final edit, having these to get you writing again in the world will help your story move forward and help you get to the end. The first one that we're going to talk about is one that you can use continually. From Act 1 to Act 3, this device is called a foothold. This one tends to be the most versatile of the ones that we're talking about, but I will mention footholds throughout the month, so I wanted to start off with this one. By a foothold, you are building a question that doesn't need to be answered. It's not vital to the plot, but it would be interesting. Those blank edges of the map, some unknowns in your story... That character, who's sort of a side character, might have an interesting background. Okay, you can leave that exactly where it is at the end of the scene, or you can reference it later. By putting these footholds into your story, it helps you in those times of trouble to know how to start connecting those pieces you've already put in place. So a foothold is a little piece of information, a moment, a scene, a phrase, that gives you a hint at something bigger. It gives you a tiny look that there is more depth there. This is really useful if you need some red herrings. Yeah, these are especially useful in mysteries overall, but I find they're a good way to deepen the moment that then I can reference later even in my action adventures. If you have a side character that you feel needs just a little bit more, or a piece of the world that could be used later. Mention it. Don't flesh it out right away. Consider using it later if you run into a point where you need something, but you aren't sure what to put there. For me, I end up putting a lot of footholds in as reactions to certain events. The main character mentions Christmas. And one of the side characters clenches his teeth and his jaw muscles flex. Okay, there's an interesting story there. It's not relevant to the exact moment. But if I want to revisit that later, I can. But if I am on a roll and don't want to revisit that later, then I can also leave it as it is. Another thing about footholds is they get the readers to ask questions. Get them to turn the page and want to know more. But... Footholds are not foreshadows. 
The main difference between footholds and foreshadowing comes down to if you know what you're going to do with the information. When constructing Act 1, you can toss out these little footholds here and there and then only use certain ones to continue the story forward. Foreshadowing, something like a nightmare or a prophecy, something that will come true at the end, is a little bit different. To break it down to the basic, foreshadowing is plot relevant. Footholds are not. So what makes a good foothold? There are lots of things that can make a good foothold if you do it right. One of the best footholds are named characters that have only been visited once. I have used that in my current work in progress, actually, where she gets information about monsters in the area from the apothecary who says, hey, I need this for a spell ingredient. You want to kill the monster? I'll buy the ingredient off of you. That's kind of how she makes her living. But to show familiarity with him, from her point of view, he is named because they spend time together all the time. So I named him in the first act when we meet him and they get sent off to go kill the monster. I recently was a little bit confused about how to find a particular monster for the spell they're working on. I'm like, great, I have put this named character in act one that she can go back to and he can point them to the monster they're looking for. The perfect example of a foothold that you weren't sure what you were going to do with, but it was necessary at the time and then came in handy later. Another great foothold are secrets, especially secrets of the main character, and they're still kept from the reader. It's like that moment that Lee described earlier of somebody mentioning Christmas and having an adverse reaction. You see this little secret history of that character, and you want to know more. You see that secret, and it gives you a chance to reveal that later. Yeah, so the foothold here is literally just making sure your characters have secrets from each other. Not just secrets from the bad guy, but it not only makes for an interesting dynamic between all your protagonists, but it gives you somewhere to go later. We're going to talk a little more about that next episode when the secret gets revealed. But for now, making sure your characters have secrets is a great way to keep that plot moving forward. And in that same vein, making sure your characters have backstories. I know there's a huge trope about the good guys having a tragic backstory, but trust me, there's a reason it's a trope. It is useful, it is helpful, and it makes the readers want to sympathize with the good guys. And to be clear, the backstory should have an impact on the present day. So if your character is about to cross the river and all of the campaign are all crossing the river together and your character stops at the shore and goes, "Uh, I'm going to wait for a ferry. Okay, well, that's weird. Well, we have a horse. You can ride the horse across. And that's the end of the scene in Act 1. You've put a foothold in there that you can later reference with more water later on. If the backstory is not relevant to what's happening now, don't use it. It doesn't matter. It's not a good foothold in that case. But what can be apparently useless at first, but a good foothold later, are skills, talents, and hobbies. If you have a skill or a talent mentioned, it will give you an opportunity to bring it up later and bring it into the story to make it useful. This can be anything from cooking or knitting to dance and just being able to keep your balance. 
There is a local-ish group of stuntmen who just throw random movies together and their plots are basically how do we get to the next fight scene. Not terribly well thought out, but the combat is great. They had a story where one of the characters liked watching martial arts movies, but in all of the movies he was watching, they were doing it wrong. But since he was such a bad student, he did it right accidentally. That's amazing. So what are some of your favorite examples of good footholds? One that comes to mind right now is in the movie Signs, where the little girl is drinking water. And throughout the story, that's sort of her quirk, where she'll drink water. This water tastes funny, and she'll set it down, and they'll get her a fresh glass, and she'll drink that. The end scene, the alien is in the living room. There's cups of water everywhere, and it turns out the aliens who invaded a planet that's 75% water are allergic to water. Smart. So this foothold, this character quirk that made the character of the girl interesting and kind of added a weird burden to the parents of always doting on her quirk, ended up being the key that turned everything around. Another good example of good footholds is in Patrick Rothfuss's Name of the Wind, the King Killer Chronicles series. There are all sorts of footholds throughout the book where he gives pieces of the world, gives pieces of the magic, gives pieces of the creatures, and you never quite know if it's going to be resolved, but it gives you an idea that the world is so deep and so well-developed that any of those things could be used later in his upcoming books if they ever happen. So why are footholds useful? It drives the story forward. That is the biggest thing is it gives those questions, gives the reader a reason to be invested in the story. They also add a fair amount of depth to the story. When you have a character with these kinds of quirks, they build those questions that you don't necessarily have to answer, but it becomes an interesting facet of the character. And I think most importantly, for you, the author, footholds give you a chance to round out the plot, to fill in those gaps, to make depth where there doesn't seem to be depth. Overall, footholds make the story feel real. And they help you, the writer, invest in the story. In all of those little bits that you aren't sure if they belong in the story or not, the things that make it interesting but don't necessarily drive the plot forward, looking through your act one and first half of act two and finding those, how do we make this drive the plot forward, is a great tool to get your writing again. That's the whole purpose of this month, to get you writing, to get you past the hardest part of the book. And so no matter what you're doing with the footholds, just make sure that you are writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 